Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. Um, today's episode, you know, I always say this one is going to be a little bit shorter, and uh, sometimes it doesn't turn out that way because, you know, I just I just start going deep into the whatever I was going to talk about, but. One of the like I wanted to bring up I, I a lot I talk a lot about the things that I study the things that I read, um, you know the mentoring that I get and things of that nature because that's usually what spurs certain conversations. Uh, I'd say the last like twelve months, um, one of my main things that I've been uh, studying a lot about is leadership, leadership communication, uh, building teams, and uh, I, I really don't think that you can get too good at this, okay? I, I don't think that, it's kind of like anything else, the mastery of the craft, right? Um, you know, been in the fitness industry coaching for close to a decade and a half, and you know, every we just had Dr. Stuart McGill and Brian Carroll out here for the Gift of Injury Seminar, and it's just like constantly, you know, I'm constantly learning new things or seeing a different perspective or getting getting a new tool for the toolbox of coaching, uh, you know, so it never ends. Now, if you're in a position of being a, a leader, and we've talked about this before. Where I believe you know everybody uh, can can behave and act as a leader, no matter where you are. Um, but if you're running a, a business, if you're running an organization, if you're running a team, certainly this is something that you have to step into, or you know, uh, probably you're not going to get far as far as building teams. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Uh, you know, I've I've gone so kind of like uh, thrown myself into this leadership role because. I've ha- I've had a feeling, you know, like oh man, I'm not I'm not doing good enough. I, I I could be better, and and of course, and I can be, and I I believe everybody can continue to get better. But really taking uh, this on and reading a ton of books, doing a ton of courses on this. But one of my favorites, people say, you know, if I could read one book, and there's probably about four or five that I'm a huge fan of. But today I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about lessons from one. Uh, and it's called Legacy. It's the lessons from the All Blacks, right? For leadership, for life, um, off the field, uh, not just not just on the field. And of course, like I'm very pulled to uh, sports, right? And successful sports teams. And you know, uh, as far as a sports team, the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team have won seventy percent of their matches since they started in 1903. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's a pretty crazy statistic. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the most successful um, team in the history uh, of, of team sport. So, you know, obviously somebody to learn from. Uh, another thing, too, is that my, you know, how did I get attracted to rugby and all blacks is that my my oldest brother uh, is has been playing rugby majority of his life. Uh, he's the longest standing team captain of the Slovenian national rugby team, uh, which is, you know, Slovenian national rugby team is not at the highest levels of rugby. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're still, put it this way, considering the resources and considering, uh, you know, uh, that, that Slovenia is not a rugby nation, they've done pretty well. And uh, my brother, you know, and I give a lot of respect to him, like he takes a lot of his uh, holiday days uh, in Europe, that's because they're holidays, uh, to play for the national team. Um, so he's a bit of a legend there. And, uh, 
And so that's how I, you know, I used to go to his rugby games. Um, I used to be a huge fan of Jonah Lomu. I don't know if anybody knows Jonah Lomu. He was an absolute monster. Uh, you can go look him up. But that's how I got really intrigued into it, you know, and intrigued by it and like was a really big fan of, you know, I had like New Zealand all black jerseys and, you know, was doing the haka and like, man, I love that stuff. But I, it wasn't until actually, you know, now years and years ago that, I read the book Legacy for the first time and like kind of dove into the deeper, uh, the you know their their culture and these uh, I would say these virtues that they live by. So rather than uh, going through all fifteen, I wanted to touch on the five that have been maybe some of the most impactful for me uh, and ones that I think will help you be successful and, and, and be off the field. And there's one specific one that's actually the last one I want to share that I want to dig into the micro and macro level of what it means. Um, and if you do that in life, you'll be more fulfilled, you'll be happier, uh, you'll lead teams better, and you'll have more success and get more of what you want. And I, I can promise you that. Uh, but it's, it's, while it's maybe simple, it is not easy to do. So with that said, um, the five different lessons from the All Blacks that will, let's just say, will, it's a guide to being successful on and off the field, but we're going to focus more off the field in life and in business. And the first one is, it's called sweep, sweep the sheds. Um, and the thing is, you know, some of these virtues, like other, you know, you may have them or you may have heard companies have them. They're just named something different. They say it differently. Um, but I, but I'm going to keep it intact from, uh, the book legacy. So sweeping the sheds. So be, before, the All Blacks leave the dressing room at the end of the game. Some of the fo most famous names in rugby are Richie McCall, Dan Carter, Mills Muliana, which you, you know you guys may not know, but they're 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 big time. They stop and they clean up after themselves, right? They li literally and figuratively sweep the sheds, right? So meaning cleaning the locker room. That would be another phrase for it, right? Um, and it basically is an example of personal humility, right? Which is a cardinal all blacks value. And though it might seem strange, you know, for a team of imperious dominance, humility, uh, it's core to their culture, right? The, the all blacks believe that it's impossible to achieve stratospheric success without having your feet planted firmly on the ground. And I can look back and say, you know, the times that you think like you're too good for shit like that, you know, that's, that's the time where, uh, like I said, humility is lost. Now that does not mean, okay, first of all, you know, when you're a business owner, cause some people go like, well, you know, Luca, like you're not going to clean the toilets if you're in da, da, da. And the thing is, is like, no, of course you, you outsource that, especially there comes a point in time where, you know, spending time on that is far from the best use of your time. But I mean, if you had to, you would number one, number two, is, you know, at the beginning, you're doing those things and you're never too good to do those things. While for me, I still, you know, vacuum the turf if I see that it's, it's not looking right. Uh, put away the weights and clean them up because you respect, you know, the, the gym, you respect the team, you respect the clients. And so that's what's so important. This is like it's bigger than just sweeping the sheds because that action just reinforces the humility, right? You can never become too big to do, to do the little things. And, you know, in business, that's... Uh, you know, we live in a world of social media right now where it's like somebody has, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of millions of millions of followers and you start, I don't know, believing your own hype and, you know, acting a different way. Uh, it, it, this is like a 
I would say one of the main things to remember, man, to stay humble. You know, yes, cliche, so cliche, absolutely. I mean, of course you hear it like humble and hungry, you know, humble hustle, so on and so forth. But, you know, to live that every single day is very important. And then it's like, what is the thing that triggers this virtue in you? So for them, it's cleaning the sheds. It truly is like, hey, clean the locker room. Nobody's going to come in and clean the locker room. We're going to do it ourselves. And just remind us, like where we come from, remind us about the little things, the important things, the respect that you have for that jersey, the respect you have for your teammates, the respect you have and the honor you have for playing on, on this team. And like I said, that could be for, you know, playing on your company, in your company. And I've heard actually like, <laughs> like a week ago, somebody said, well, shit, like, man, like, I, you know, I work for this bigger company. Like, you know, they don't care about me. I, and the thing is, it's, I a lot of times say it's not even about them. It's about you. It's about what do you believe in, right? It's about your own personal values and virtues. Cause it's a slippery slope, right? You might be somewhere where you're like, oh, well, all these people don't have my back and da, da, da. And then you stop doing the things that you say are your values and virtues. And then what ends up happening is over time, you start losing that. You start losing it because you're not applying it. You're not living it. That's not the behavior you do every day, right? Because you start going like, well, you know, I do it here, but I don't do it here. Well, that's not integrity, right? And like, look, I, you know, I, I'll be the first to say that. I've dropped the ball a lot of times on that. Right. And like in, until the universe didn't give me a, you know, five fingers to the face, you know, Rick James slap, you know, I, I didn't learn the lesson. And so sweep the sheds, be humble and like think about in your own life where you can like where you can instill something that reminds you of that. So there's a behavior that can be a trigger to you doing that, whether it is every night, you know, spending five to 10 minutes before you leave. If you're a gym owner, you know, looking around man, is that, is that clean enough? Is that in the right place? And, and without pointing fingers, right? I'm like, I'm not diving deeper into if shit's always all over the place um, that, you, you know, you just keep cleaning gym all your, yourself. Like there's, then that means there's a deeper cultural problem. But what I'm saying is like, it's got to start with you too, because let, let's, let's look at the, this whole leadership perspective from this first lesson. And, uh, you know, th this is, like I said, this is another thing that like I can speak from that I've, messed up on where, you know, I'm like, man, listen, guys, we got to do this and we got to do that, like to be winners and champions and that, you know, and then I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not doing some, one of those things that I talk about. And like, if, if people are watching me automatically, it's kind of, it's kind of like the kid and the parent, right? I mean, you know, parent goes, uh, man, two weeks ago, I was sitting down with somebody and they go, man, you know, I just want to be the best example for my kids. And then as we go into it, uh, I want them to eat healthy better than me. And I'm like, Hey, listen, uh, number one is like, you got to do that. Like you can tell them whatever you want. Like if they're watching you not eat right, uh, or should I say eat healthy eat in line with your goals, I mean, we could, right? Then then th that's what they see. This is this is their reality, not what you tell them. So it's the same thing when it comes to these behaviors. Uh, like for instance, man, we got you know we got to treat the clients right. You got to do right by the clients. You got to go above and beyond. And you know you got it in a manual. It's written down in a checklist. You know you bring in a specialist, uh, in a, a, a culture specialist, and a customer service specialist. And yet you're the, the the person that's leading, and you're the person that's not exhibiting these behaviors. 
man, that's, you know, like you, we could, we could talk about this all day long and be like, sweep the sheds and do this. And, and you're like, yeah, man, let's do a team meeting. Let's, you know, you got to live it. You're like you got to live it. That's, that's at the foundation of it all. And that is a big part of it, right? They do it because it's, it's literally like in entrenching this belief and behavior by them cleaning the sheds themselves so that it creates humility. It's a, it's a trigger to remind you, right? To remind you, it's almost almost like, you know what? You get to do this. Right? You, have the, you have the honor of doing this. Um, the second lesson is follow the spearhead. In, in Maori, wanao means extended family. It's symbolized by the spearhead. Actually, this, this, this is really, like, I could get emotional actually talking about this um, because it's such a big part of my life. You know, you talk about... Uh, there's blood family and then there's family of choice, uh, teams of choice, people of choice, right? And, and just understanding how powerful that is, obviously who you surround yourself with and, um, you know, how much they can help your life, both from fulfillment and joy, but also in challenging you, pushing you to be your best self. So think about this. Though spearhead has three tips to be effective. All of its force must move in one direction. Uh, you know, in, in all, the all blacks have this mantra say no dickheads so it's like you know no people that are like i would say to have let's just call it negative energy right uh, and and they select on character as well as talent which of course you know like you, you, you there's got to be talent if you want to have the best in the world but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of the greatest players that don't play for the all blacks and that's why Okay, that's why, because they don't have the character that they're looking for, right? And, and like I said, some of New Zealand's most promising players never put on that black jersey, right? Because they're considered dickheads, right? They're, they, and their inclusion would be detrimental to the Wanao. So, and remember, it, that, so here's the whole premise of follow the spearhead. This, the, the spear can pierce the most I would say uh, it would create the most damage and move the furthest when all of its points, all of its force is put into that single direction, right? And what that means is like, hey, look, if we get everybody moving in the same direction, if we have that spear moving with force into that singular point, and that's the vision, those are the values, that's the character. Like if we do that, it can't be stopped. Right. So that's what that's what that means in following the spearhead. If you get everybody on the same page, if you get everybody on the page of like, hey, here's our vision. If if we get there, you win, we win, everybody wins for the good of all. And we're following this, these virtues, these characters, right? And living in integrity, then we can't be stopped. Right. And and of course, what does that mean? If we are doing that, then we're an extended family, right? Which is what that means in Maori. So think about that, like following the spearhead. Now, of course, there's a lot of methods and in, in, in many times in a podcast, I'll share some of these, like I said, the actual methods and strategies of leadership. But we got to also think, you know, bigger picture and then go down into the, the details of it, okay? Number three lesson champions do extra and honestly this is one of the mantras that helped uh them become one of the most successful uh teams in history 
So this philosophy simply means finding, because, you know, a lot of people might think, actually they do. It's like, you know, champions do extra, that, that, that it's this crazy, uh, you know, out there pushing on a daily basis. But the truth is, is incremental ways to do more. In the gym, on the field, for the team, you know, and then if you think about it, this can go to for the family, in your business, in your community, in charitable organizations, right? Like champions do extra. And a focus on continual improvement, the, cre- the creation of a continual learning environment and the willingness to spill blood. And I, I, I love this. Like, I mean, it sounds like kind of hard, but yes, the willingness to spill blood for the jersey is at the core. Now, you know, replace the jersey. Like, who's the, like, listen, you're, you're, you're on a team. Your family's a team. That's your jersey. Your business, your, or the business that you're part of, a team, that's your jersey. You know, a, a, a philanthropic organization that you help out, that's your jersey, right? And do you spill blood for that team? And if you don't, it's kind of like, I, I, I am a, in the belief of like, if not, if that's not really like what you want to do, man, then maybe it's not the best team for you, right? No judgment. It just might not be the right team. And so, you know, doing extra, and I've, I've shared this so many times before, because like, man, I, I like saying stuff over and over, even in, in the gym and telling stories from different perspectives so that they get ingrained with our members uh, and our team and myself too, right? I tell stories to myself. You know, to be extra, extraordinary, you have to do the extra, that's the difference, right? But the kicker is that like, it's, it's not like 50% more on a daily basis. People s- s- say these crazy numbers, right? You gotta do, I give 200%. <laughs> now it's, it's doing a little more. And remember, like you look at the science of developing skills, right? It's kind of like this chart. And you know, for people, if, if somebody doesn't challenge your skill set, you become bored, right? If it's too easy, you get bored. Now, if, you, if it's too hard, you become overwhelmed and discouraged and stressed out. But there's just, just the right amount, like just the right amount of pushing you past what you can do that's actually exciting. You get in the flow. That's where you develop the best skills. And different you know, studies, different books have said it, somewhere about four, five, six, seven percent. That's it, right? Four to five percent. So not too hard, but just a little bit over that. But the thing is, if you're doing that consistently over time, but I mean, even, even now, like I said, we have one of our values here at Vigor is like 1% better every day. Um, and once again, this is a philosophy, right? Because it seems small because people like saying, our business has grown 250% in the last three months. You know, and you get all these crazy promises and shit like that. And, but the 1% better every day, like it just compounds. And so that's the whole point. Like champions do extra, Right. As, man, I, I used to stay and like do a couple hundred shots after practice. I'd be a little, little bit early and do like ball handling drills, right? Like, but it wasn't the, the fact that I showed up once every week or, you know, a couple times a month extra. No, it was like I would do that every single day. And it wasn't like, I mean, I was, there, there was periods of time I was a little crazy and do too much and too many hours, but it was incremental, right? The, it's the day in, the day out that years later, like you're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of more, you know, shots and makes and quality ball handling drills in. Or, you know, when it came to business, it was just like, man, every single day, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as great as sales as I can be. Okay, cool. I'm going to study it an hour every single day for years and marketing an hour every single day for years. 
coaching, the, uh, I would say anatomy, kinesiology, biomechanics for hours, right? Like, but it's the extra. It's the extra. Champions do extra. And you got, you know, you got to check yourself. I mean, you got to check yourself as far as like, that's, that's just one of the, I, I mean, I like the thing is somebody is going to check you, but it's like sometimes the economy checks you. Sometimes, you know, uh, you start, for instance, <laughs> I remember, I remember going into the NBA Summer Pro League in two, that was like 2004 or five, um, and, and getting there and, and going through the tryouts. And there's like over 500 players and only 24 spots. Um, and that's the two free agent teams. And, uh, you know, you, and you get two games, that's it. You get two games and they give equal time. So nobody plays the whole game. You get two quarters. So like if I played the first quarter and the third quarter, actually, I think I played the second and the fourth quarter of of both of those games because everybody's got to get the same chance right and um and I, I i did great the first game i think probably the first game got me i had 17 points uh and a half uh went like six for eight shooting hit all my free throws uh you know sean rooks came up to me after the game he's like man you got an nba body like i love your game and, you know marks me down i'm like oh man yes 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 um and <laughs> Later, my second game, I played pretty good. It wasn't f- phenomenal, but it was enough to get me in into the NBA, uh, Southern California NBA Summer Pro League, which I think was the last or the the, the, the second to last year that it, it was in, in Long Beach. There, it doesn't exist anymore. Now everything's Vegas and Denver. Um, and I played for Team Slam and, and uh, I mean, a great experience, incredible experience. But it was also like, you know, now I'm, uh, you know, I'm, and you're not really here's the thing it's, it's not like a crazy amount of team ball because you get about a week to play with your team like practice with your team and boom then you're playing the league and so but the kicker is that like i wanted to reel back the story that man like everything was faster everybody was stronger everybody jumped higher everybody made more open shots right it was a reality check of like oh shit right so it's another level okay and the thing is that it, it just like that was a reality check for me so was you know business where the economy doesn't do well where you grow and you're like oh man everything's gonna be great we're gonna keep rolling right that that stuff is not like you're gonna get checked you're gonna get checked so make sure you know it's like are you doing extra are you are you really doing extra right ask yourself that and man that's why it's important to study people that have been very successful teams, businesses, leaders, um, athletes, so on and so forth, right? To see, to, to, to be able to say like, man, that's the standard, right? That's the standard. We had a, um, a team meeting last week. There was a big team meeting for us. And one of the things, and, and, and not to go too deep into it, because it was actually a, a big meeting for us that to me mattered a lot. And I feel like it's going to be a, um, a catalyst for, for a lot of good things. Um, but one of the things that we talked about was setting standards to be an A player, right? Because we all agreed that to be A, to, to go where we want to go and be the best gym in the world, be the best coaches in the world, we have to be, there has to only be A players and A plus players on the bus. And then as a team, we determined these standards, right? And, like, and the thing is like, what are the standards? Like we got to determine like the highest level standards of excellence. And the, you know, the reality check then becomes like, oh shit, like, as a team, are we are we actually consistently achieving these standards? Right, you got you got to have something because, and that's harsh. It's hard to do because, you know, it's hard to go like, man, like I'm not living up to like I say I want these things, 
but I'm, I'm really not like living up to the standards and executing at a level that would, would, would say that, man, this is a player. This is a, a, a plus player status. You know what I mean? And so, man, learn like that. That's why I like success leaves clues, but, um, you know, learn from the best of the best, see what they're doing. Like, I love studying that stuff because sometimes it's a reality check. Like, man, I'm like in this area that I say that I want to be better. Maybe I'm not doing enough. Which is not, that's just a reality check. And then it's like, I mean, I committed to this. And if I am committed to this, man, I'm going to do it. Um, lesson number four, keep a blue head. And uh, I don't know if you got, I mean, if, like I said, if you follow rugby, um, the, the All Blacks in 2003, because they had a, a, I would say, a big culture kind of collapse. And then they rebuilt the team. But um, following their arguably premature exit at, in the 2003 World Cup, um, they, they actually worked with All Blacks work with a forensic psychiatrist, um, Sari Evans, to understand how the brain works under pressure. So they wanted to overcome their habit of choking. Because like I said, there was, a, there was this phase where um, they were choking. And especially in like big plays coming down to the end of the game. And so they termed it redhead right? And, and redhead is an unresourceful state in which you're off task, you're panicked, and then you're ineffective. But bluehead, on the other hand, is an optimal state in which you're on task and performing to your best ability. Okay, so the All Blacks use triggers to switch from red to blue. Um, so Richie McCall, coach, stamps his, up. Oh, sorry, one of the players, stamps his feet. Like, that, that's his cue, right? That's his cue to go from redhead. Because remember, like, you're, you're going to get into situations where you panic where you get emotional i mean shit on a daily basis it's like you know i like uh the week before last there was like stuff happening i was like man like you know a bit of a panic attack like cold red red head right and now i have my own ways to go from from red to blue um like i said one of the players stomps his feet like literally grounding himself that's his trigger that's his cue remember we talked about you know motion creates emotion uh Another one stares at the furthest point of the stadium, searching for the bigger picture, right? Everybody's got their thing, but they recognize that, man, I'm in redhead state right now. I got to get the blue head, right? And in using these triggers, the players aim to achieve clarity and accuracy so they can perform under pressure. Now, the thing is about this is that, you know, those things have to be trained, Okay. They have to be trained. You have to be able to train under pressure, right? I mean, you think, you know, you think about like training, physical training. And um, you want to be like, it, it's always like there's, dem- like there's preparation and then there's demonstration. Or should I say there's adaptation and then there's demonstration. Demonstration is like when you're actually playing. Adaptation is practice. That's actually one of the big problems, which I'm not going to dig into in, in fitness, is that people train as if they're like demonstrating all the time, meaning you're trying to hit PRs too often. Uh, you're always taking it to the brink. You're always pushing yourself to the, to the edge and going, and, you know, and, and going like, man, like this is, you know, I'm always pushing it so I can be prepared. And it's like you're actually breaking yourself down and destroying yourself. So there's, there's adaptation. So that means you're training for the adaptation. And demonstration is like when, when you're actually playing, when you have to perform, when you have to show you know, what you train for. Um, and, but it's the same thing when it comes to, you know, practicing, like what happens when you get a red head, right? When you get overwhelmed, when you get stressed, when you get panicked, 
what are the things that you do to get you back into, you know, like focus on your main task, your main goal, what are you committed to and blocking out everything else, right? I've said it before, you know, listen to yourself less and talk to yourself more because when you start getting a red head, right? Like you get an emotional state and you're, you're allowing your emotions to drive your behavior, right? And usually those emotions are coming from, um, I would say that voice in your head, you're not good enough, you're going to fail, like whatever it may be. I mean, sometimes it may be like, uh, you know, overconfidence, right? But like when really you just need to be like, there's, there's trained and untrained, right? Do what you're trained for. This is your mission. This is your vision, right? Here's what you're going to do. So there's a lot of ways to do that. Um, I've actually talked about a number of them in the past about uh, the podcast I did about pattern interrupts. Um, those are triggers, right? Pattern interrupts are triggers. And honestly, like everybody finds their own. Like just like I mentioned the two players that have a little bit of a different kind of strategy, you know, you can find your own strategy too. And the last one out of these five lessons and one that I'm going to kind of do a micro and macro from is leaving the jersey in a better place than when you found it, right? And the All Blacks have long had a saying, leave the jersey in a better place. Their task is to represent all those who have come before them, right? The, the legends, okay? And all those who will follow. And All Black is by definition a role model to school children across New Zealand, right? It, it, it's, it's such a, I would say, important role. It's such a, uh, I would say such an honor to be able to wear the jersey, right? And understanding this responsibility creates a compelling sense of higher purpose, right? And, and it's a good lesson for all of us. Like if we play a bigger game, we play a more effective game. What I mean, what mean by if we play a bigger game, it means like if you understand like the, the bigger the responsibility we're usually going to make it more effective if you and if you give an anchor to it, if it matters more, okay? And they said, man, better people make better All Blacks, but they also make better doctors, lawyers, bankers, coaches, gym owners, businessmen, fathers, brothers, and friends, right? Better, better, better people make better all, all Blacks. And I say better people make better coaches, better people make better leaders, right? Now, here's, let me, let me zoom out of this a little bit, like, how does this look like for me? Because they said I'm going to spend a little more time on this one. I actually was going to initially just do a podcast just on this, um, but I felt like there was five lessons that I really wanted to share. But leaving the, my, my dad said, you know, leave like uh, leave like whatever you like whatever you leave. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuck on my words, but whenever you basically because because I'm thinking in Slovenian in my head of what he said, I'm not going to say it out loud because. You guys would be like, what the hell? I don't have subtitles on this. Um, but leave things better than you found them, right? Now, and also, he also said, like, if you break shit, then fix it. Make it right. Um, and so I'm going to talk about that as, as well. At the macro level, right? At the macro level, that's like the big picture stuff, right? For instance, let's, let's zoom into this All Blacks um, situation where, they say, hey, look, if somebody plays for the national team for like five, six, seven years or whatever, right? It's this, it's this philosophy of like, man, I'm going to work hard to leave this jersey better than it was. Like the people before worked hard to, to, and 
now gave me this responsibility. Now I'm going to take this very seriously and work hard to be a better human so I can be a better all black so I can leave this jersey better than what it was. Replace that with like, I came into a company, right? And I, maybe I wasn't, own, I didn't own a company, but I came into a company and I worked my ass off to leave that company and everybody that was there better than it was before I got there. That's, that's the macro picture. And, and think of like that for a team. Like if you were part of a team, if you're part of an organization, a charity or whatever, right? But now let's go to the micro level. And this is kind of like what I do on a daily basis. And I think about this. If I meet a person for the first time, can they leave better than who they were than when they met me? And that, that could be a really simple thing. It doesn't have to be something crazy profound, but maybe I made them laugh. Maybe I made them smile. Maybe I shared a lesson with them. Maybe I taught them something. Uh, many times my goal is to add value to their life and their day. And I might not even see them again, right? Do I always succeed in this? No. Do I, am I always so focused and zone in that I, that I never miss a beat? No. But that's why my goal is to continue to do and improve like for forever. And, and so with that said, you know, leaving the jersey in a better place than when you found it, when you put it on, applies to literally every single thing. You had a team meeting. Hey, did you contribute and, and leave that team meeting better than if it was if you weren't there? You met with somebody for the first time. Like, did that experience, whether it was joy, laughter, fun, uh, knowledge, insight, sometimes maybe a, a painful insight, but that later on led to something positive for them, right? Did, did you help do that? Did you join a campaign and help out a charity? And was it better because you were there? Are you part of a company? And like, this is a big one too, because, you know, this is not about, this is not about like, oh, if you're only, if you're a gym owner or a business owner or anything like that, because that's kind of like a lot of times where, you know, things go wrong because it's like, well, you don't care about me or, or I'm, you know, I'm only here to, to go to the next step anyways. I don't care. Right. But that's the, that's the problem. Like you, the, the, you can grow the most when you have this mindset of leaving things better than you found them and not burning bridges, but having people go like, man, like that person really was like a huge, like they learned a ton. They were a great person. They, they, they made everybody better. They added a lot, you know, and then maybe they moved on. Sure. But like, See, if you, if you have that approach, you won't burn bridges. People will see you as, as a valuable asset and, and a linchpin, but also you'll get the most out of it, right? So th this is like a huge, huge, huge value and like, uh, or said in, in a virtue that I would highly encourage you to like follow and have written down somewhere and, and think about. Because once again, if you do that day in and day out, Right. And going back to that Zig Ziglar saying, right, if you help people get what they want, you'll always get what you want. Right. Um, I mean, it really comes down to that. And if and if people are like, man, like that person always made made us better, made us happier, made us laugh more, provided more value, created things that that everybody benefited from. Right. And if you think you start at a micro level. And then obviously, if you, if you do that on a micro daily level, every interaction you have, everything that you do, then of course it's going gonna, it's gonna to kind of rub off and create that macro level. Meaning, you know, years later, right, 
because some, most people think about like, oh, when I leave this company three years later or whatever, or, or when I go to the next thing or, but, but that happens on a daily basis. So that's when you got to think about it, right? And, and to me, it's like, I wear the jersey of, you know, team Vigor Ground every day, of uh, team host of our family every day of, um, you know, team, our group of uh, friends, right? That's, that's my team, like my, my closest friends, right? And, and, and so same thing with, you know, team like Vigor Dream Charity and scholarship program that we're launching. Like, obviously there's all these teams, but like, that's the way you've got to look at that to, to become more aware and be like, man, am I, am I really leaving shit better than I found it? So I'll leave with that because once again, like to me, that really, really, really spoke to me and talked to me because my, my pops would always talk about that, right? Man, leave things better than when you found them, right? And when you fuck things up, like do your best to make it right. Now, sometimes, you know, you, 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 you can't, make it right because it involves somebody else and that person is like man I'm, I'm not even gonna allow you to make it right I don't care but you have to make that like it has to be important to you right it it it, it shouldn't matter what another person does and um and, and what I mean by that like I'll finish off with this right um when I joined Warrior we would have you know we would send appreciation text every day you know love honor and appreciate we'd use those three words and I would text a good amount of people that I either haven't reached out in a long time, some people that, you know, I didn't do right by. And, and I kept doing it because whenever I sent a text or I sent an email or I sent that note, it wasn't about them, right? It was about me. It was about me making sure that I do the right thing and I, and I do what I feel is right, regardless of what the response is going to be, right? I can't control what they respond and how they feel and how they see things. All I can do is do right. You know what I mean? By what I feel and believe is right. And so, and with that, those actions, I was able to repair some relationships that, you know, some would deem unrepairable. Um, at the same time, you know, some people never went to, like, never wanted that or, you know, didn't acknowledge it or whatever it may be. Right. And I don't think about why or judge that or anything else. I just know that I do my part. And so that's to me what that, that's what that means. Like, you know, if you break it, fix it, make it right, or do your absolute best and give your best effort to do that. And to me, that's also part of leaving the jersey in a better place because we're not perfect. Like nobody's perfect. You're going to fuck up, period. <laughs> like, and, but like having this philosophy, it still allows you to go like, you know what, I messed up. I, I see that. I acknowledge that. So I'm going to do the best that I can and do my best to make it right. So I'll, I'll leave you with that. Like I said, five lessons from the All Blacks, a guide to being successful on, but, and we can call the field on the field, like at your work, in your business, you know, in sports, but off the field as well. As like I said, being a great father, mother, brother, sister, friend, um, whatever it may be, right? It, it, it goes for everything. And so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, not sure if this was a shorter one, but I certainly shared what I wanted to share that's uh, been on my mind this, this past week um, and something that I hope you found powerful and, and implement in your life and implement in your business. With that said, as always, guys, I love and appreciate you guys. Um, and you're going to iTunes, sharing, leaving a comment, leaving a review, uh, help spread the message. 
and um, it gets out to more people. And as you always know, like even the things that I said today, make sure you do something about it. And, you know, maybe it's uh, putting a card in your or, or or something in your journal that you can look at every day, putting a reminder about how you're going to treat people. Maybe something that I said, you're like, man, like I need to do more of that or like, but, but make it specific. Like don't let it be something in the ether. Make it specific. Like what are you going to do from what you learned today that's going to move you forward and make you a better leader from these five lessons like what's one specific thing you have to do a lot like just what's what's one thing but just do it that's it that's all i ask of you it's like just do that 52 weeks if we do 52 podcasts you take 52 actionable steps you will be a different human being by next year period with that said, love and appreciate you. Coach Lucas out. I'll see you in the next episode of Big Life Podcast.